Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So please give us a subscribe. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm here with Kara McCutcheon, and we're going to talk a little bit about NIL. We're going to talk a little bit about the 2024 schedule. Anyway, how are you doing, Kara? Doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing quite well. You know, the NIL was, let's see, it came public about three weeks ago where, I don't know, Walker Jones and those went to Congress and they were trying to get a benchmark. And now a Tommy Tuberville bill is circulating through the Senate um, about NIL. What do you think about the current situation of NIL in college football? Um, Really, the word I want to use here is inevitable. Uh, I think that this was always going to happen. We're in the very beginning stages of NIL, and I think that we were always going to see some of this stuff go into effect. And, and these questions arise. I think in the beginning, it was a nice premise, and then what it turned into, there was really no regulations. So, of course, it got out of control. And I think that um, that's going to lead to some of these things we're going to see as it kind of shapes up. But we're just kind of in the beginning of this. So I think inevitable is the best way to like kind of sh- describe it. Well, my favorite thing is the IRS has just come out. And apparently collectives have been saying their d- people's donations are tax deductible. And the IRS is like, no, that's that's illegal. Somebody is going to go to jail over this. And the, there's just so much known that is happening in the NIL space at the moment. Well, even like the biggest one on that is the companies and telling companies like you should donate with their NIL for tax deduction. And the IRS is coming back and saying, it's not a charity. Like there's nothing here that's actual envelope as a charity. And, and the thing I, you know, when it comes to these booster form, you know, collectives and those things, like people are just saying these things because they hear, but there's no actual service. There's no actual, the charity part is missed in the donation. Um, Unfortunately, giving people money to just come to your school is not really a charity. So when you focus things out there like that, um, yeah, of course the IRS is going to come back and say, no, that's, that's not actually enveloped under this. Like, so you're not going to get your, you're not going to have this as a deduction. So what do you think the end game is here? I think it'll be hard to see where they go as far as, um, you know, kind of getting with the government, but I mean, they're going to have to get involved on some level and and the regulations are going to happen. And it's just, they really just need to like use this to get rid of the NCAA. Cause there's just no rules. There's no rules. There's no, nothing. And it's only going to cause further problems and they really just need someone who could come in and start making a more established like regulation across the board. Yeah. Interesting. Indeed. Anyway, let's change subjects a little bit. The 2024 schedule has come out and Ole Miss is no Alabama, no Auburn, um, no Texas, no Texas A&M, Oklahoma at home. What, what are your thoughts on the schedule? I liked ours. Um, I thought ours was really well done. I, I am excited to play Oklahoma. I'm actually kind of glad we didn't get Texas first because we've kind of played them in, you know, within like the last few years. So we haven't played Oklahoma except for what, 1999. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it'll be fun to play Oklahoma um, to start out. Um, I also like some of the other matchups that we get to keep the Arkansas, the LSU. 
I, I kind of miss a little bit of Alabama, but to me personally, interchangeably, of if we see Alabama and Georgia every year, I just feel that that same kind of style competitive part that Alabama is, is just consistently there. Some are like, oh, but you don't have Bama. And I was like, but we have Georgia. So same game, different team. <laughs> Yeah, Georgia is actually a more historic rivalry than Alabama is. And over the last 30 years, that's changed a little bit. But previously, that's the way it was. I kind of like the separation from Auburn the next year. Um, I think in recruiting, especially with how Freeze is recruiting, the best kind of thing you want is not to play them regularly. Just um, you don't want that win loss record for right now. So, uh, personally, I like that game kind of going away for a little bit. Yeah, but that also makes next year's game with Auburn into a Super Bowl, like a legit Super Bowl. If this is the first time and the only time that Freeze knows in the immediate future that he Mm -hmm. is going to get Ole Miss, that game just got amped up even more than it was. That's true. And and the same, if you look at from the A&M perspective of, you know, Lane talking about Jimbo, they want that win because – God forbid we win a third time and, you know, that goes into Lane getting two years of just harassing the AM fan base, and they definitely don't want that. So, Honestly, they kind of deserve it. I Personally, I love it, especially living here in Texas like and not far from AM. Personally, I love it. I think it's hilarious. But, um, yeah, I think that's a game that all AM fans definitely want to win. Yeah, and – what are your thoughts on some of the other schedules in the around the league? I thought I thought they did a fairly good job, like leveling it out. Actually, the only one I felt that was just really given a grace was actually A and M. Like I just don't understand the A and M schedule there. They they haven't played Georgia except for the one time in 2019. Uh, Georgia's never been to Kyle Field. Uh, they've they've never been to Kentucky. They've only played Kentucky at home once in their time here. Um, they've They've really just, you know, given uh, AM a really nice schedule, actually. Like, they they gave them a pretty decent um, – I feel they could have maybe given them a, at least a Tennessee in there, maybe something, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they absolutely. and their three hardest games, essentially, if you look at it, are all at home. LSU's at home. Texas is at home. They're even playing Notre Dame next year at home. I mean, where's the competitive factor in that schedule? They go to the swamp. Yeah. That's it. I think the SEC tried to help them out because Texas came in the league and they threw such a fit. And they mm-hmm. did this as like, hey, here you go. This is a nice thing. And the same thing, I have a conspiracy theory. And like I said, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not true. Sounds like it could be true. And it feels like it could be true. But I think the SEC is punitively um, going at Alabama and Mississippi State for being the leaders in this eight-game conference schedule thing because I think the league actually wanted to go to nine, and they didn't They didn't foresee so much pushback. And honestly, so much pushback with somebody like Alabama at the forefront of it. With Mississippi State as the ringleader as well as Alabama, I think it was a punitive decision by the league with the way that Alabama and Mississippi State was scheduled. Yeah, Mississippi State has a brutal, pretty brutal look next year. Um, we'll see how that ends up shaping out when the schedule actually comes out and how they uh, have them going to. But it, it, they got a pretty brutal dose, I would have to say. Uh, Florida got a pretty brutal schedule um, coming up for 2024. So 
Billy Napier might be out by 2025. So with that brutalness coming. So um, I, I, I would say though, I think probably Florida and Mississippi state probably got the, the harder of the two uh, Alabama. I don't feel like it. I feel like Bama and Georgia have escaped really having to play each other in the regular season. So many times is just fair <laughs> at this point. Well, when you look at Alabama having to go to Oklahoma, they get Tennessee back and they do all that. They get the the lion's share of the teams that are in a successful run from the top tier. That's the reason Alabama is in this conversation. Mississippi State, their home schedule, November has a chance to be an absolute bear for them um, in a similar way that it was for Ole Miss last year. I mean, they could end up with like a Georgia and a Tennessee as well as a going to Ole Miss all in the month of November. So it'll be interesting to see that as well. Now, we talked about the schedule. We talked about that. Now, honest question. Okay, I asked Tom about this yesterday, so this isn't special. But I'm going to see the Flash tonight. Or I should say I did go to the Flash on Friday night. Are you going to see the Flash? Uh, not yet, no. <laughs> I haven't made no. plans. You're not a comic book movie person? I am. I just haven't really. Eventually, I'll see it. Okay. All right, what about Indiana Jones? Two weeks away. Oh, I'll definitely go, yeah. Uh, uh, you can't see it on the screen here, but I do have the Holy Grail behind me oh, and no. the rock from Temple of June. To Temple oh, of yeah. Dune. Big on that series. I'll definitely be going to see that, so. All right. So thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Um, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On College Network. It's your team every day. Kara, thank you so much for stopping by, and we'll talk to you next week, hopefully without the echo. All right. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.